What's up all, Aaron, but not that Aaron here to tell you about Sifpop Writer's Room. For the past several years, there have been a growing amount of writers for Sifpop.com providing best ever challenges, movie reviews, themes, legacies, connections, and so much more. Sifpop Writer's Room is where that all comes together, giving a voice to those words that you read. And on the show, every week is excellent getting to chat such a wide variety of movies with a wide variety of movie lovers, and I'm really having a lot of fun with the show, and I just think that you would too. So check out Sifpop Writer's Room wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you over there. Just remember to knock first. Welcome, everybody, to episode 82 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host. We named our pet pig after him. It's Grant Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? <laughs> I'm I'm so honored that you named your pet pig after me, Phil. There's no one... I didn't the, even know you had a pig. Yeah. I, we got it a couple weeks ago, and there's no one at the top of the list that we'd rather name our pig after. <laughs> I don't know if I should you. be honored or ashamed or <laughs> weirded out. <laughs> Uh, why why not all of them I, why, does, why does it have to be mutually exclusive <laughs> uh and i'm excited we've had several guests in a row uh week after week now and i'm very excited about our guest today um he's gonna help us talk about black widow today he can still fit into his superhero costume from 20 years ago without popping a button it's rick ives yes thank how's it going rick and i'm allergic to the midwest just so everyone knows <laughs> Yes, I did. We, that got an audible laugh, like because we're in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, we're in Missouri, um, watching this in the theaters, and yeah, he, he made the Midwest uh, joke, and literally the whole the whole theater just erupted in laughter. It was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, really glad to have you back, Rick. It's been a long time. We were joking before we hit <laughs> started the show that um, the last time we did this, we were all like in separate homes. We did like a zoom call and like all three of us were like in a different location because it was COVID times. It wasn't, wasn't a good time back then. <laughs> We've come a long way. Uh, I found myself in the zoom world cause I just love logging on and talking to people instead of driving to people's houses. <laughs> yeah. Feels so much well, more efficient. So I'm a little going to be a little sad when it goes back to normal, but yeah. And I, I think we asked you this the last time. Um, cause you know, if people are tuning in and hearing Rick talk for the first time, you know, I want you to talk a little bit about what you do, what you can say. Um, but like, you know, you, you work with, um, you know, assistant editing for film and TV shows and stuff like that. And um, we asked you, I know on the, the last time we had you on the, your first appearance, we asked you about like work from home. I, Cause obviously a lot of people were working from home back then. We're asking like how much work do you take home with you and just work on it at, you know, on your computer at your house, or do you actually go into an office and do it? And um, you, I, I think, if I remember correctly, you were saying that you did a lot of it in the office. Still, it was I'm like a different kind of crew. But when I was on, was it last year? Was it was a while ago. This year. So since I November, like I've been January. completely. Since November, I've been completely work from home. So okay. I just remote into a computer somewhere else and do the work from my home office. Cool. So, um, okay. So the processing has actually been done on the computer that's in that office. You're just remoting into it. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm okay. on a hiatus right now, which is why I had a little time to talk to you, but uh, yeah, I'll be yeah. back at the end of the month doing the same thing. And I don't even know where they're shooting or anything like that. 
<laughs> because it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter to me anymore. I literally just walked to my spare bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I know you you have a NDA non non disclosure agreement type stuff that you can't you know you can't talk talk about certain things. Is there is there anything you can tell our listeners like what you have worked on or is like even the titles of those things? Uh, I'm not allowed to reveal that until it's out already. Okay. Yeah, anything so, in the so, past that, that like is already like uh, completely finished? yeah. Well, you could see my credits on uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and on Loki, okay. which is out right now. Um, okay. You could go back and see. I worked on Infinity War. I worked on Endgame. I worked on Thor Ragnarok. That's yeah. it for the Marvel stuff. And then you can go back even further and see stuff that's not related to Marvel. But yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, I think I'm. I'm think I'm fig- figuring out how I know that it's at least your studio that's working on it <laughs> at the end of every episode of certain shows like Falcon. And, and I think and Loki is definitely this way. And black widow was, Oh yeah. 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 There's like a Georgia, there's a Georgia peach. Yeah. Uh, so logo. that's, um, that's a part of the contract to get your tax credits in Georgia is you always got to have that in the credits. So oh, any gotcha. movie that shoots in Georgia will probably have that at the bottom. Hmm. Okay, so just because it's shot in Georgia doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing assistant editing on it, or or does it? Uh, that is a very good question. <laughs> no, there's way more shooting out here than I work on. Okay, okay. there's gotcha. literally, I mean, the list of things that happen in Georgia is huge. Walking Dead, Stranger Things, um, Black Adam shooting right now, uh, Black Panther two shooting right now. They did all the zombie lands were out here. Uh, wow. The Jumanji movies were out here. Um, Rampage, I know they did it out here. I mean, the list goes on and on. You can't. That's crazy. George is making a run on on Hollywood for sure. Yeah. Like, so I, all of that stuff, even movies that you don't even think it could be set in New York City, and then you'll find out it was in Georgia. So just look for that yeah. peach because that that's the that's how you find. It. <laughs> Always know for that's sure. That's awesome. I remember watching the the making of the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, and I talked about it on this podcast. But there, there's like a, uh, it's it's when they go, what is that? Madripoor. That yeah. When they go to Madripoor, right. they're like like running through the or walking through the city or whatever, and they're like, oh yeah, we just found some. It was like an Alpharetta or something like that. It was like some like, you know, small town, ta- small not not the Alpharetta is a small town, but like a smaller like neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. That they that they found a shoot in, and they and then obviously with a ton of CGI laced over the top right they made that they turned that like georgia town into freaking madripoor i was just i was blown away yeah i can't remember where exactly that was but it was just that city street that they built out to look like that and it was really cool yeah um and then the tunnel that they drive through uh to get into madripoor had like graffiti all over does Uh that sound familiar yes yeah um that's a real famous tunnel in atlanta called okay nice man i have to remember what that's called Crog Street Bridge, and then that's like one of the three places in the city where graffiti is allowed. It's not it's not allowed, but they don't shut it down. Yeah. So it always just gets covered over and over and over. Every few weeks, it always looks different, and it's like that. You can just go walk through it. It's crazy to see. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with. I mean, you used to you have to have like a you know pretty good green screen or um, you know just whatever movie magic they would do you know, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And now it's like, no, we just shot on that street and then we just changed it. Like right. after we shot it, it's just like, right. wow. A lot of times when you see a city in the background, it's just a set extension. 
because yeah. a lot of it is just hard to get exactly what you want, like time of day, if there's a sun in the right place. If it's specific to a city, you want to have a certain skyline back there. Yeah. Um, or if it's not supposed to be a specific city, like in this case it was Madripoor, which doesn't exist, then you got to put back there, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. But yeah, that's fascinating. People, people well, think all the time about the special effects didn't look that good. Yeah, that's true in a lot of cases, but you would be surprised how many times special effects are in the shot and you have no idea that it's there yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet that happens a lot more than people think. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. You have no idea. It just happens all the time. Even lens flares or taking lens flares out are special effects. Anything like that. Reflections yeah. usually yeah, yeah. is. Stuff you would never think about, but they right. do. It's, it's, it's the obvious stuff that we notice, but the, it's, um, people say that about like, you know, good sounds, like you go to a concert or whatever. It's like when the sound man's doing a great job, you don't notice it. It just sounds normal yeah, to your exactly. ears. It's only when it's broken that you go, oh, well, you right. know, that, that didn't sound good or whatever. Right. So, well, cool. I'm, I'm so glad you came back to talk to us about uh, Black Widow. Obviously, all three of us being huge Marvel fans and, and uh, you know, Rick is... Uh, <laughs> It's special because he actually gets to, gets to work on the Marvel stuff and watch, watch some of the, the scenes um, before they even come out to the public. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I come to you as a fan of this stuff because I loved Marvel to begin with. I love all the Disney stuff to begin with. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm a super fan. Like, I don't go to the parks four times a year like some people do. But yeah. uh, I really love movies and I really love the Disney stuff. So when I yeah. get to show up and go to work on these, it's like... I can't believe they let me in the door. <laughs> Take it <laughs> as seriously cool. as you can because I want this job next year too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a dream, for sure. Dream job. Um, cool. Well, let's get into news of the week. Um, I, I prepped Rick for this already, but um, I, I figured we just all just kind of pick a story that was of interest to us. And yeah. you know, obviously all three of us will discuss it, but um, uh, Grant, why don't you go first? What, what was a, a Disney Plus story that you thought was pretty cool this week? Well, this really isn't a shocker when it comes to news of the week, but of course, Black Widow is breaking pandemic or after the pandemic era records. And it all started on Thursday night, which Phil and I were lucky enough to see it on Thursday night. Yep. And um, the numbers, I don't know if this is all around the world or just in the United States. I assume it's all over, but they raised or they made $13.2 million just, just on Thursday just night. Just on Thursday. And oh, like, right. th technically, the movie's not even out until Friday, yeah. I think. <laughs> so. And to just put it in context, the next closest was Fast and Furious 9, which made $7 million. Oh, my. Yeah. So, I mean... On Thursday? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. So... Yeah, some other numbers, um, like on the weekend, which, I mean, we're recording this on Sunday night, so, I mean, uh, technically the number is probably just going to go up, but um, they're saying $60 million, uh on Disney Plus alone, which I don't know that I'd ever seen those numbers before, like the Premier Access numbers, but they're they're publicizing those, at least for this movie, so I, I, maybe just they're publicizing it because they're really good. But $60 million on just Disney Plus, meaning the Premier Access, $30 a piece, then uh, 80 million for domestic. So, I mean, honestly, uh, the premier access was almost as good as the domestic box office and then $78 million internationally. So it's already like, even at the time of this recording, it's, it's already over $200 million in the, in the opening weekend, which is nuts. Like that's, those are like not, maybe not quite, but like really close to pre pandemic numbers. 
So yeah, I know it seems like we should we're a year removed from when all that went down, but it's still amazing to me that that slingshot back that quickly. Yeah, because you're yeah, right that's for sure. Like this is a normal summer release. Boom! It just <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> it's we're back. <laughs> I th- I really thought it would ramp up to that, like it would get bigger, and then the next release would be a little bigger, and the next one a little bigger. And I know King Kong was pretty big, right? Yeah. And then uh, and uh, Kong versus Godzilla, and then Fast and Furious was pretty big, but this just blew them all away. I, I mean, back then they were they were excited about like fifty million or sixty mm-hmm. million, and it's like like Disney's like, hold my beer, we're going to do two hundred <laughs> in the first weekend. <laughs> and I mean, they they held off for so long. Because they knew that they were going to make money, and they wanted to make money off of this movie. Yeah, and I'd say it's paying dividends. And I mean, there are plenty of people that probably didn't get to see it opening weekend, so I'm sure. Yeah, you'll see more and more money towards this movie. I'm also yeah, that- really shocked that the Disney Plus premium access made so much. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nuts. To and that the theater made so much. Yeah, at the same time, you're right. Because 80 million I, opening is pretty good. But yeah, 80 million this, plus 60 million people could watch it at home and did, or $60 yeah. million worth. I mean, that really, so Disney, the Disney Plus premiere is probably including international numbers. Yep. But, I mean, let's say you can even cut that number in half. It made over $100 million just domestically, including the premiere access stuff. It's that That's... I mean, that's not a huge number from like two years ago, but over the last year and a half or so, whatever it's been for, you know, for COVID, um, that's an incredible number. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely mind blowing that they were able to pull that off. So, and you guys like you were saying, to Rick, go, it's, it's like guys, they're back. You guys decided to go see it in theaters still, right? Even though yeah. you could watch it at home. Yeah. So like I, for me, I knew that my 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 wife may not even watch it period um and she if she watches it at all honestly like three months from now is is just fine for her um my four-year-old is too young um and then we have a baby so like for me it's like 30 bucks just for my family to watch it is a little much and then um i mean like grants usually your wife comes with you but not for this one yeah. <clears throat> so, but then we had a guest on this this last episode. He has there are six people in his family that right. all wanted to watch it. Right. So, you know, six times even ten bucks a ticket for matinee or whatever. That's double what it would have cost them. So they were like, we're just going to pony up the thirty for premiere. So, right. well, my wife and I went to go watch Fast and Furious this week too, and that cost us thirty, just the two of us. So for same the price. same price, we just watched it at home, and I could watch it again. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, you can watch it as much as many times. But yeah, as, you as want. soon as you have two or three or more people, it's like worth it. Yeah, and honestly, this is a movie where people will watch it again and again, yeah, for sure. Um, um, I was have- yeah. When I came back from Fast and Furious, I was a little disappointed in it, and I'm a huge, shameless Fast and Furious fan. <laughs> um, I was a little disappointed in it. And I, my wife and I said the same thing. Like, yeah, I could have watched that at home. And it yeah. worried me just for that second. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if everyone else feels that way. And really, <laughs> movies are going to be gone the way that we know them. And then a number like this comes out and you think, ah, oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, this to me, this movie feels like the, 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 break, um, the breakout hit that we needed. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the title, like Cruella came out a month ago. Cruella is not, is, was never going to do numbers like Black Widow. So, like, you know, 
Black uh, Cruella was the first one that got Grant and I back in the theater, but honestly, like you know, the the theater was like half full. Like, it wasn't really like a big deal. But Black Widow feels like the the first legitimate, like you were saying, Rick, that, of like we're back, baby. Like let's go back to the movies type of thing. So um, yeah, it's a huge yeah. Because like even at the theater we went and saw it at, there were probably like six showings of it that night. But I mean, well, it would. I mean, I've. I consider us lucky to have an Alamo to where I feel like it almost enhances your movie viewing that you wouldn't get at home. Yeah. We'll, we'll give a a review of, of Black Widow here in a, in, in, you know, 15 minutes or so. But, um, I will say like the audio in that, in that movie theater, like our seats were rattling on some of the scenes. And I was like, okay, this is, (laughs) this is why you come to the theater. Obviously if you have a great sound system at home, you can maybe achieve the same thing, but but it was amazing. So. I've always wanted to go to an Alamo before. I've never had one around me, so I'm jealous of you guys. We, when did we get ours? It wasn't that long ago. We've had ours for five. I saw it, Thor Ragnarok in it, so probably about five years. Yeah, four or five years. We, yeah. we, it really hasn't been around. So, Rick, you can come on up, <laughs> and we can treat <laughs> yeah. you to a it's trip funny, at last the year Alamo. We, we went to uh, Texas to see my in-laws, and there was one there, like the original but it was all closed. Okay. It was my one chance to go to an Alamo movie. <laughs> Dude, it's, it is, we, we're not paid by Alamo on this podcast. <laughs> it, it is literally a, a life, like ever, after going to an Alamo, I don't want to go to any other. Yeah, I, yeah. I could never, I could for sure never go back to, Grant in his hometown, do, do you guys still have that theater that has yeah. like the old seats? Mm-hmm. So like there are still th- theaters out there that have like just um, regular yeah, like yeah. seats that don't, don't pitch back at all. Also, but, I know. also still love those too though. Very nostalgic. <laughs> Nostalgia, yeah. I just can't get comfortable in those old. Yeah, but that's part of the fun, man. You yeah. can't just sit there and start lulling yourself off to sleep because it's so soft. Yeah, you got like now, now, your feet are kind of stuck to the ground, <laughs> and someone yeah. in front of you is like opening chips that they snuck in in their purse. Yeah, it's so there's noisy. Always, yeah, there's someone always spilled the soda like right before you got in yes. there, and there's like gum and under the. Every seat. time someone goes in and out of the door behind you, all the light comes in. <laughs> Because <laughs> just yeah, a just swinging wash, door in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. dude. Uh, it, like watching a movie in a, in a freaking recliner and people bringing you food and milkshakes and stuff. It's, 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 the, it's, life. The, it's the best, man. But it's also Everybody the is. crowd too, right? That's the one thing yeah. that you can't get at home unless you have yeah. a 12-person family maybe. But Yeah, that, we, we, we kind of already mentioned the, the, the big laugh moment of allergic to the Midwest, but there were a lot of like, you know, gasp moments yeah. or a scream. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, most it's just like, wow, there's nothing like that. Right. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, well, good, good story there. I, I certainly good. I mean, Disney has got to be just through the moon, um, <laughs> over the moon with that kind of thing. So, um, I guess I'll talk about the Marvel contracts, um, stuff so um this is kind of interesting i saw this on this this article on a couple different websites but i'll summarize it it's a long article so i don't want to read the whole thing but basically here's the the basic synopsis is they're saying kevin feige is has been interviewed recently about characters and they did like when they signed on like robert downey or 
uh, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans, whatever, they were doing like multi-movie contracts. Like sign on the dotted line, you're going to be in four movies or eight movies or whatever the, the contract was. And they said that re- recently on a, in an interview, he was saying, we're kind of done with that. Like we're not going to promise anyone like, hey, we're going to put you in at least three movies or whatever. It's it. You get the impression that they're going forward. They're more in a... They're, they're going to be opening the doors to a lot of new characters. I mean, we're seeing Shang-Chi and Miss Marvel and Eternals. I mean, there's a lot of new characters coming. And for all those characters, presumably, um, they're basically saying, we'll see. Like, if, if there's a good reaction, maybe we'll put you in a second movie. Maybe we won't, won't have you back at all. Maybe we'll put you in five movies. But we're not going to, like, give you any promises going forward. Um, I'm interested to know what you guys think about that. Like, is there... Is there like subtext to this that they're not saying? Like, what do you think is going on with the, just the lack of multi-movie contracts? Yeah, it's a good question. I see why they did it to begin with, because like you said, they need to lock these people in. They know they're trying to build something bigger and they can't have someone jump ship halfway yeah. through. Because, yeah. I mean, even the, the casting changes that they did early on still kind of like are a dark spot. <laughs> On some of these, yeah. like two different yeah. Hulks or, yeah, or whatever, true. two different War Machines, right? And yeah. uh, like, I still watch it. I'm like, ah, man, that's so sad that they couldn't make it work. So they don't want to do that anymore. You just have to trust that they're they know that they're doing business the way that's going to work. But it's weird because if they had done that early on with Robert Downey Jr., he would have been asking for so much every next movie. They never could yeah. have afforded him. I don't think. Yeah, good point. So are they going to get in the same situation where a movie is gangbusters for episodes one and two, and then all of a sudden that star is like, no, you're going to pay me this much or else I'm not coming back. Yeah, we'd love and to have you in another movie, thing. but we're not going to pay you that amount. <laughs> yeah, or they have to drop them, which is crazy. I, yeah, I mean, they're just they're made of money. Like MCU has so many dollars in the bank that uh, you almost wonder like, what would that number have to be that they would say no? Like they would pass on that actor, you know, but uh, you know, you see that all the time. Right. Or it could also be that maybe the 10 rings doesn't take off like they think. Right. It's not a fan favorite. And they say, "Eh, maybe we don't need a second one of these. And And they they just can, they could just drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is scary for the actors, I guess, but yeah. One thing Grant and I have been talking about recent on the last few shows has been that they are like getting along with the character list right now. Like they've killed off a few characters over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, but they're adding more. They're adding at a faster rate than they're killing them off. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's, it's really getting to the point where do they have too many characters and how many more are they, like, are we going to get like 75 characters at one point? Like right. how, when, when does the train have to slow down and stop? And I almost wonder if that's part of the subtext of this too, is like, we want to give other people a chance to be a part of this incredible thing that we built. And the, the best way to do that is to not promise Downey or Evans or Hemsworth, any of these guys, anything in the future. Like, yes, we'll probably continue to see Thor, but maybe not as, frequently because mm-hmm. their contracts are expiring. We're not necessarily going to promise them or, or, you know, sign them up for five more. Like, you know, we want to give these newbies a chance to really shine and, and make their stamp. You know so. what else? Something I, that I just thought of was putting yourself back five years ago when a movie ended, uh, you, or when you're walking into something, you knew that character was going to be safe because you knew that they were contracted for two more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
I wonder if they want to try to get away from that as well. Like, you never know. Yeah. They might not make it past this movie. There are some yeah. real stakes because that was always kind of, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's such a weird thing to walk in and know that they're going to be fine and nothing is really going to progress from this other than we're just going to watch some cool action sequences, you know, it feels like. <laughs> but maybe it'll be different when you don't know if they're going to be back or not. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely makes me feel like, you know, nothing's nothing's safe anymore, yeah. which I, I like that. Like, I like that. I mean, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, sorry. Like, <laughs> like we've given you lots of chances to watch it. But, like, I mean, killing off Iron Man in Endgame, it's like, you know, I, it felt right to me. Like, he's been in a ton of movies. Like, let's, let's get some other people on screen. And knowing that after Iron Man and Black Widow died in, in Endgame, um, I was but just like, Phil. okay. They just made a movie about Black Widow. Right, I, I know. I, I, they can make a prequel. Mo- they can make five prequel movies about Iron Man, <laughs> but it 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 makes me actually feel more excited. Not not. Um, I would have been worried if they killed off Iron Man like after Iron Man Two or yeah. something like that. But like right. we get, we've had a lo- long time with them. We've loved that character, but it's time to pass the torch and move on. And so I actually was kind of excited about. it. I was like, okay, cool. Like we've we've had a great time with Iron Man. Let's. Phil move on. was one of those people that just <laughs> gave know. a standing. <laughs> he was cheering. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but as he slowly died in, in uh, his wife's arms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone people else in cr- the Alamo was like, "What? Is this, can we get him out of here?" People were people were crying and I was just like cheering. <laughs> Finally, Finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, no that that was not my reaction to that scene. But um. but I I just wonder if like Shang Chi or Eternals, you gotta think that one of those two is probably just a one trick pony. And, yeah. And maybe, and I feel like that's almost why they put this into this jam-packed 2021 that maybe one of them gets a sequel but in all reality i almost think that it's maybe just one and done i don't yeah i don't know that shane chi will get a sequel I, yeah. especially if the if the box office is kind of lackluster on that i hope it does well because it looks great but um we watched the trailer yeah. for it before watching black widow and I watching the trailer in the, the theater, I was like, okay, bring it on. Like Marvel's doing samurai ninja stuff. Like, let's do it. But I don't know that everyone's going to have the same reaction to that. So Black Panther was one of those where I was just like, do they, like after Chadwick Boseman's untimely death, like I, I was just like, will they continue this series? Yeah. But you know, they're, they're making a second one. So, and I mean, Shang-Chi's coming out in September, which is kind of a weird time for movies they're just in cr- general they're cramming them all in yeah. right now uh fast as they can yeah that's so, a big part of it is a lot of this stuff was supposed to be last year yeah yeah we'll we'll get to i want to talk specifically about that topic with black widow when we get to the review because i i think it like grant and i walked out of there going like oh my like it's this movie it's amazing that you know it they did their best with it but it, it definitely deserved to come out a lot you know, a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been, what a weird year the last year's been for cinema. And I mean, if Phil and I are correct on our predictions, um, we feel like 2021 is going to be overshadowed by Spider-Man coming out in December anyway. So, yeah, we, I think that's the big one. Come December, we might not even be talking about any of these movies. Yeah, I I hate to say <laughs> it. We're get, are getting into our review on Black Widow, but like, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, think, I think Black Widow 
I, I I'll telegraph my review already. I love that movie. And like mm-hmm. Black Widow was phenomenal, but like I, I really think it's going to be relegated to a footnote for for yep. this year. I I hate to say that because it really does deserve to stand on its own. But um, after like looking at the slate of even the shows, like Disney Plus shows that are coming out, there's some really cool stuff coming. And once you get to multiverse, I mean, everyone's going to forget about Black Widow, which is sad. But mm. it, it the movie deserved to come out a long time ago. So. Uh, Rick, let's get into your story. So, what what uh, what kind of piqued your interest this week? Uh, I want to talk about what if. Yeah. So a trailer I, dropped. Now, go ahead and spoil it. I have not watched it yet. Oh, but you haven't. This is okay. this is not. I mean, because of the nature of the show, it's not really one that you can really even. Spoil. Yeah, that's so, what I was gonna say. Is I don't know if you could spoil anything from this. So what you watch it? What, what's um, what's in the trailer? Uh, and they also came out with a release date of August 11th, which I don't think we'll okay. do that yet. So uh, when I first heard about What If, I thought, this is not my jam. <laughs> yeah. I know that there's a, like a history of this in the comics, so it's not unprecedented. But just the idea that you could just mix match things, <laughs> it sounds like fan fiction to me. Like, great. But it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then when I saw the trailer, I changed my mind very quickly. Okay. Uh, I love the animation style. It's kind of like... I don't even know how to describe. I don't know what, what to relate it to. It's not like hand drawn. It's, it's computer it's animations. An- it's sort of. It's not of, quite anime, right? No, it's not anime. It's kind of closer to um, into the Spider Verse, maybe. Okay. okay. Um, except maybe some different styles. You know, depending on the episode. I wasn't really sure. Um, but it's just matchups that I never would have thought of. <laughs> it seems so yeah. cool. And plus, it's all the same voice cast that's back reprising their roles in every case, right? That's a bi- that's a big thing, yeah, honestly. Like, that's really cool. The fact that it's animated, but it's act- it's the actual actors lending their voices. Um, and I mean, we're kind of bearing the the lead that I think a lot of people are talking about, but like um, the late Chadwick Boseman is is in this. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the last thing as Black Panther. Yeah. So you you want to talk about like you know actual actors, real MCU actors coming in voicing characters like he's voicing t'challa in what if which blew my well i read that i still haven't seen the trailer but i, I did read that story i was like oh my gosh yeah. that's a and, huge and he's mixed up with the guardians of the galaxy yeah 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 i think it's from what i read it's like t'challa in this alternate universe t'challa instead of becoming the black panther becomes star lord right is Pretty that what much. they're doing right yeah that's crazy um the the original one that kicked it all off for me i thought was uh um captain america's gal peggy carter right yeah Yeah. Uh, becomes instead of captain america she's like (laughs) i'm sorry all the people screaming at me right now (laughs) but she's the british version of captain america yeah and i was like that's so weird like why would i want (laughs) to watch that and i do I just do. <laughs> yeah. The trailer sold and, me on it. So I'll be eagerly awaiting the, all those episodes to see what kind of crazy stuff they can come up with. Um, and then it's in this uh, release that we were looking at today that the Watcher's involved in this too. Oh, cool. So he's like the, if anyone knows, the Watcher is this guy, alien, who's watching everything that happens across the whole universe. Hmm. And he's never allowed to interfere all he does is just kind of journal it (laughs) yeah and uh so i think he's the narrator of the whole series is what i read oh cool 
he's kind of the the anti timekeeper. Like if, if the timekeepers just didn't care about a secret. Yeah, timeline exactly. At all. <laughs> it's it's like their business just to document everything that happens and never to yeah. never to interfere. Um, there was a cameo of the Watchers in the second Guardians movies. That was Stan Lee's cameo on oh, that yeah. one. So you, we right. have seen them before, but uh, it was just kind of a joke. And uh, we'll see where that goes. Interesting. The one big comic series that I read when I was younger was um, one that took place with The Watcher. And it was okay. awesome. And cool. like just what goes on into that, like, is he okay with not doing anything about this? Should he interfere in some cases? But he is sort of like a documentary filmmaker where, you know, it's more important just to document <laughs> it all. Yeah. And not to be part of it. But that yeah. comes into question at times. So it's interesting. I wonder if they'll get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I would say it definitely has per or piqued my interest. Um, my wife on the other hand thinks that it might be like the dumbest thing ever. And she's <laughs> just like, this has already happened. Why are they doing this? Right. And I was like, well, right. I mean, it's going to be interesting. And I mean, I think maybe if it was live action, maybe she would have liked it a little bit oh, more. Oh, they would never put that money into this, yeah. into that kind of but, thing. But that would be like a crazy amount of money. But it I still mean, does feel a little bit like as if there's not enough superhero stuff out there for you to to binge across every platform. The MCU has so much already. Yeah. And if yeah. that weren't enough, here's some pretend stuff <laughs> for yeah. you to watch. But yeah, it's worth mentioning this is the first animated series from Marvel Studios, the, the actual MCU studio. Like yeah. they've yeah. obviously done lots of animated shows on television, you know, Disney Channel and stuff like that. I'm also uh, going to be curious XD. if they're going to be like 15 minutes or 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's, so it's 10 episodes. Or no, wait, the second season, um, if they do one, is, is 10 episodes, kind of the rumor. Is this one 11? Or, or is yeah, it 10? I 10 or 11. I, I've heard both. Okay. Um, yeah. <sighs> 15, 20 minutes. I, I don't think yeah. they're going to be more than a half hour. It, it seems like you just tell an intriguing story and then, and then bounce. Like, you know, they don't have to like really milk these things for like an hour long or whatever. Um, right. Nor, nor do I think that they really want to put that kind of budget into it. It's, you know, it's an animated thing with, yes, they're paying the actors to lend their voices, but you know, it's, um, it, it, none of this matters for like the MCU. It's just like a fun thing to do on the side. So, right. But yeah, it looks really cool. Um, I would be surprised if they were, they were longer than 30 minutes. I wouldn't even be surprised yeah. if they were 10 minutes, like just yeah. shorts, you know? Yeah. So, but we will see on August 11th. Yeah. So keep Come, an eye that's, that. that's coming really soon. Um, I'm very excited. I don't even know what all the other, um, uh, actors or, you know, characters are, but I'm very excited for Chadwick Boseman. I, that, that will be, um, you know, this might be, I, I thought, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I think, was the movie that he was nominated for last year. I thought that would be, like, his swan song um, thing. But, like, you know, it's like they had the secret for forever. <laughs> like, that he's, you know, we have this footage of him, you know, speaking these lines into a mic. And, you know, this is technically, like, his last. I, I'm assuming it will be his, his actual last release. So right. um, it'll be really cool to hear him as T'Challa again. So cool. And that's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. I will be reviewing that show. I'm sure I, even if they're like 10 or 15 minutes long, like yeah. I imagine we'll at least mention them, um, you know, five minute review or something like that, depending on how much, how much meat is in there. I just think those will be really interesting to discuss because it's like, 
okay, this this isn't the way that things went down, but how crazy is it that you know it went down in this in this in this multiverse or whatever? And yeah. You know all the the fun stuff, and it opens so many different conversations as well. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, what do they call those shows? It's um like Twilight Zone. It's like a I forget what they call it, but it's like every episode is completely different. Like none none of the episodes are cohesive. They don't yeah. have anything to do with each yeah, other. Just an anthology. Anthology. Thank you. Yeah. So I haven't watched an anthology show in in a while, and um I'm yeah I'm I'm ready. Bring it on. So. All right, well, let's get into Black Widow. Um, we are going to do full spoilers on Black Widow. I know a lot of you listening to this um, maybe aren't going to go see it in the theater or can't get a ticket or whatever, um, or it's not safe for you to, to get out uh, in a theater like that. And for whatever reason, you don't want to do the premiere access. I, I will say this. If you're listening to this and you've not seen the movie, I will say it is, for me at least, it is definitely worth the $30, especially if you have a couple friends to watch it with and can split it three ways or whatever. I, you, this is a movie that deserves to be seen, and obviously the box office numbers are backing that up. If you've not seen it and you're listening to this, watch it. <laughs> Pay the 30 bucks, hit pause, and then come back because we are going to go into full spoilers I guarantee you there's going to be stuff that you will be very upset if, if you hear us talk about and then watch it unfold uh, before your eyes. So um, we are going to, going to go into Black Widow. It's going to be spoilery the entire time. So just know that. And uh, you have been warned. So uh, we're going to get into it now. Um, we've been waiting almost two years for this movie. It's finally here. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Um, just kind of overall, I guess, uh, Grant, we'll, we'll start with you. What, 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 what's kind of your overall, overall take on the movie? Um, well, the first takeaway I had was how awesome was it to be back in theaters to watch this? And I mean, I've been really high on these past three TV shows we've got, but I mean, just to see another live action Marvel movie was fantastic because, um, we've seen some great action from WandaVision to Falcon Winter Soldier to Loki now, but I mean... They just upped the intensity. And one of my favorite things about Black Widow is it's almost nonstop action. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a little downtime. I mean, I would say at most there's like 10 minutes of downtime throughout the whole film. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just nonstop action. And my one kind of like critique of it, which it really isn't about the movie. It's more just about when they released it. I feel mm-hmm. like this movie would have done a lot better if they would have released it right after Civil War. Yes. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. When, when it falls in the timeline, then... Because you and me talked about this, Phil, as we were leaving the theater. In the grand scheme of things, this movie doesn't really mean a whole lot now. In 2021, yeah. yeah. It, 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 just, it just doesn't. Because, I mean, when you talk about Civil War, that came out five years ago. Yeah. Right. And... So it's just like, um, honestly, and I'm Doctor Strange was the next movie that came out after Civil War, and it you you just kind of wonder, maybe it sh- maybe it would have done better, which I mean, now fine. yeah, with COVID <laughs> but, happening, but, but it even like erase the pandemic from history, yeah, and I it still I think it does better back in that time because it's it's a prequel movie we know you know her fate is already sealed like we've already seen that movie so yeah even going into the movie you're like okay i know that we're going back like five years to 2016 for this film but 
like does it does any of this really matter like we, we already know what happens yeah. to her in 2019 you know and so i mean my the last thing i'll say about my thoughts is it really r- revolves around one character and one character only going forward and i won't spoil that because we'll obviously talk about that later sure but i mean that's really the last takeaway i have yeah. um because i mean spoiler alert it <laughs> really doesn't have anything to do with Black Widow. Right. Yeah. It feels like they're trying to tie it into whatever's coming next. Yeah. Um, Rick, what what are your general thoughts on the movie? Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, I was not excited too much for this movie to begin with. Oh, really? I'm going to tell you why. I got three okay. things. Number one, I hate um, origin movies that are flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, I didn't even, I thought that this took place like in the nineties before the first Avengers and stuff. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I literally said that to Grant, like as, as like the lights were going down in the theater, I was like, so this is like a nineties movie, right? And he's yeah. like, no, I, I don't think so. And I saw like a day or two in advance. <laughs> oh, this takes place after civil war. Okay. Well, that might be a little more interesting because I liked civil war. <laughs> I liked what happened in there. I liked what happened after uh-huh. So fitting it in there is good. You make a good point. I think it would have been it would have been better released at that time. You know, it just fits. I don't know. It's just weird to go back now to that time period, and it's almost like they said Black Widow always deserved her own movie. Now we're gonna give it to her. Ooh, but <laughs> she's dead. So what are we gonna do about this? <laughs> What's an interesting thing we can put her into? So. Um, on our last episode, I want to ask you about this, Rick. Um, on our last episode that we released for our podcast, we were talking about how like we love the MCU shows. I mean, it, it, honestly, it's been some of the, my favorite MCU stuff, period. Mm-hmm. But there is one negative that, I guess, if you're really cynical, you could th- throw at it, which is that nothing nothing really major, not, I don't want to say nothing, almost nothing major happens during the course of the show. Like, right. the show wraps and ends almost exactly where it started i hadn't and even like, thought about that until you guys mentioned that and i was like yeah you're right every single one starts and ends at the same place and you except can't we've been on no- a little bit of a journey with that yeah you character. can't say nothing happens because like with one division we got white vision and you know vision's gone and and you know, um scarlet witch is you know trying to search for her like you know non-existent kids and stuff right. like that so okay there's a few things that happen in that show but by and large, a lot of it is inconsequential and it doesn't really affect like the MCU universe at right, large. Right. You could say the same thing about this movie too, yeah, where it's, it ends exactly where it started. There's not, there's, there isn't any implications other than the Yelena character, like possibly avenging her sister's death or something, but there, there really isn't a whole lot, um, you know, that we left with. And I know you guys saw it in theaters. I watched it at home and it felt to me like a Disney plus movie. Almost just like the Disney Plus TV shows in exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That that reminds me of a conversation we had about on the show about Cruella was like, we were pretty, fairly high. I, I think I liked it a little bit more than Grant did, but both of us were like, oh, that's a pretty good movie. And we were, we had the question on the show of like, is that just because we saw it in theaters? Like mm-hmm. if we hadn't, if we just watched it at home, like would we have just been, eh, you know, that movie was just okay. I do think that the theater experience colors your opinion for sure. Um, I, especially with this kind of movie with how bombastic it is. Right. And with a crowd there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And as other people's opinions color your opinion, whether you want to admit it or not, like we're, we're walking out of the theater and everyone's like, Oh, that was awesome. You know, like we're hearing like all these other people. And so we're walking out going, yeah, that was really awesome. You know? I mean, I feel like 
another plus that Black Widow will take is it was two years since the last Marvel movie had been released in theaters. Yeah. So people were dying for this to get this again. So I feel like that kind of gives it an automatic boost as well. Yeah. I want to quantify one thing I, I said earlier. I think I think I said I loved this movie. I really I, I want to say like I liked it a lot. Um, it's as far as Grant and I were kind of talking about like where would this fall in the pantheon, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think for both of us we kind of landed about the same place, about halfway th- down the yeah. list. So like you know top you know for your fa- absolute favorite MCU movie at the top, the worst one at the bottom. It for me it's it's maybe about the middle, but. I mean, I think almost all the movies are incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that's maybe not saying a whole lot. But, um, I, I mean, I can definitely think of, like, eight or ten other MCU movies I liked better than this yeah. movie. But I think a lot of that is because of the stakes. Like, what happens in the movie means a lot for, like, this yeah. universe that's unfolding. And with this one, I walked away going, that was an incredible ride. I loved all the action scenes and the, the character right. introductions. But, but it ended just about how I expected. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Um, All right, so I'm not a fan of the flashback origin stories. I wasn't really down with Han Solo for the same reason. Because I'm like, (laughs) guys, I don't need to be told why Han Solo's cool. He's already cool. Just let me (laughs) go. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So that had against it for me. Uh, I really don't like the episodes of TV where you go back and meet the family. You know which ones I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as the family comes in, like, oh, we're going to go meet the parents on this episode. I'm like, no. <laughs> Call me when you're finished. I'll be back next week. Uh, and <laughs> I knew that's what this movie was going to be going in. And yeah. then number three, I'm really not a fan of not all of them, but the like female John Wick movies. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where mm-hmm. we're just going to do a crazy action movie. Oh, and it's a girl. Doesn't that make it cool? <laughs> and. Not saying it can't be cool, but just making it a woman is not enough for me. It has to be like something else going on. Because if you're just going to put a very attractive woman in a foreign city and let her do some car chases and, and you know, action sequences, I'm like, eh, I can watch this at home and forget yeah. about it. And I was really afraid that's what this was going to be, too. Yeah. Uh, at the end of it all, they definitely flipped me on pretty much all of those things. I liked her family situation uh i i actually liked that it took place after civil war instead of way before the avengers movies i think that would have just been even more what we're talking about you know almost no stakes at all because we know everything that happens to her after this yeah um and it wasn't just an butt kicking girl in a foreign country either there was like a lot of reveals happening uh there was stuff in there that i wasn't expecting um it had an interesting couple of villains. Uh, I don't know. I just liked it all. So it really came around. And I think it was about halfway through when I realized, eh, okay, I'm all right. I'm, I'm on board with this. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we, they went the direction that they did with a lot of the choices. Uh, so I haven't talked to Grant since we saw it Thursday. I mean, I've talked to him, but I just not about the movie. And I've come down a little bit on it since mm-hmm. we were on a high, I think, leaving, leaving the theater. Yeah. Uh-huh. And... Um, now that I've had like a few days to kind of rest and think about it a little bit, there's a, I have a couple nitpicks that yeah. I want to mention off the top. And then honestly, I'm probably going to be glowing for a, a lot of the rest of the movie. Um, but I'm also coming at this in the context of having just, like I mentioned, watch that fast, fast nine. 
Yeah. And I said, I love the Fast and Furious franchise so much. I just watched them all again this year on Blu-ray uh-huh. uh, in order to get ready for this movie. And it just left me with such like a sour taste. Like, ugh. <laughs> it's such the Vin Diesel show. And yeah. And it's all about him, and there's no other interesting characters here. And there's a lot of similarities with this movie in that you're going back to the family and going through, you know, every action movie, different cities and action sequences. And what does it all mean? And we all know it's going somewhere after this. And that one just bored me so much uh, for the most part. And this one did not. And having watched them a day apart, I'm like, man, that's what makes marvel different is they can make me care about what's going on more so than almost any other franchise i think it's interesting you're you're comparing fast nine in this one because that's that was exactly the comparison that i listened to uh, literally a few hours ago on another podcast i was listening to they were comparing those two movies because they just both of them just came out recently Mm -hmm. so it's easy but that's what i was worried about about. like am i comparing these just because i watched them a day apart yeah probably but there are a lot of (laughs) interesting similarities well there there are very similar and like honestly one one of the themes of this movie is about family and about Mm -hmm. like what makes a true family and 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 could you know people who aren't blood be closer family to you or you know or influence your thoughts and and you know worldviews and stuff like that even maybe even more so than your blood family mm-hmm. and they were talking about how like that's also really similar to the theme of of fast nine i've not seen fast nine oh but you haven't okay that it's about family right and like well, family sticks i mean together. fast and furious is always about family <laughs> yeah <Come> exactly <laughs> all but yes yeah, specifically this one they go into the past they dig up you know other relationships that dominic has had and how that plays out today and can you forgive people for what they did before or not and can you fight with each other? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's really similar. Hand like, to hand combat. I, yeah, and, and so what they were saying on on Sif Pop on this other podcast I was listening to, they were saying that 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 Black Widow is doing what F nine wanted to do. Yeah, like that yeah. They failed it, doing. They're so. exactly right. <laughs> and having watched them so close together, I was so down on that one. And then watching this, I'm like, oh. So you can do this story well, <laughs> and you can make possible. me care. I loved all that stuff in the farmhouse. I was dreading from the trailer because I'm like, ah, this is the most boring parts. I just know it. I just know it. Because every time you go into the past and you meet the family, (laughs) you sit around the table and banter about whatever mistakes people made and what, you know, what kind of grudges you're still holding. It's the worst for me. I hate all that stuff. Yeah. And then by the by the time it ended, it's the end of act two, I was like, man, they really developed every single family member here. And I get where everyone's coming from, and they're all a unique perspective you know it's not all the same thing they all had their own history that they're dealing with and now we can move forward all together you know yeah yeah i really liked the characters in this one um and i think that there was enough funny in the movie as we're getting to know them i mean i think the the david um oh what's his last name the, the guy from stranger things yeah harbor um yeah harbor uh is the red so guardian fun- yeah he's so funny in this movie that Anytime he was on screen, I I, t- I turned my ear just a little bit just to hear what he was going to say next. I, I He was really, really great for me. Um, Grant, I want you to talk about, uh, I think her last name is is, is pronounced Pew. Yeah, yeah Florence like, Pugh. Like, P- like Pew Pew. Are you guys not so, familiar with Florence Pew? So I, I guess like one of her big big releases recently, I think it was Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. Um, Oh, some are. Uh, I, I didn't see that one. And I don't know that I've seen her in anything else. Yeah. Um, 
She's how long has she been on the scene? Just a few I want to say or? four or five years. Uh, okay, she's fantastic in everything she's ever in. That's that's what I've heard. And yeah. it, like watching her in this one, I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna watch this girl. Like I want to see what else she's been in. The first time I saw her was in a movie called um, Outlaw King, which I think was a Netflix movie. Uh huh. Yeah, it was about a uh, 14th century Scottish happens at the same time as Braveheart. Okay. And I she stuck out to me like, wow, this girl's really good. And it seemed like after that, she was in four movies a year, huge, like huge movies. So yeah. that was 2018. Um, obviously, she'd done a couple things before that. But yeah, she blew up. She's just really, really good. I was excited she's, for her to be in this. She's really good. I I, I was blown away. I, I didn't even know what we were getting in for when, when we saw the opening credits. So when she, from the time that she's first on the scene to the end, I, I mean, Grant, why don't you go? I, I haven't gotten your thoughts yeah. yet. But um, for me, she definitely stole the show. Um, I mean, she has those one-liners that, will make you laugh and also hit you really hard. And, um, I mean, the action part. And, I mean, one of my favorite parts of the movie is her whole thing with uh, Natasha's pose. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a great and, gag. And, and, I mean, that was, for me, that was one of those laugh-out-loud moments from that movie because, I mean, it's so true. Like, you don't really think about this <laughs> type of stuff, but then you're just like, Oh yeah, she does do that a lot. <laughs> well, Deadpool and, made fun of that originally, and I was like, okay, well, that, yeah. that joke is done now because he did it so good in the first one." <laughs> and I thought you would never bring it up again, but they figured out a new spin on it. That was hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, for me, she just stole the show, and this was the first thing I've seen her in. And I mean, I would say that um, where they went with that character. There is a lot going forward. Um, you don't really know exactly what Marvel's plans are for um, the Dark Avengers or whatever they're going to call it. Right. But, oh, yeah. Um, I definitely think that she definitely has a future, and I feel like she mixes well with the John Walker character as well mm. and whoever else mm -hmm. they're going to bring to mm -hmm. it. Dude, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Because they, they've already announced Dark Avengers? Well, I think that's the route they're going. I well, don't, I don't it's, know if it's Julia Louise Dreyfus, right? Who's recruiting yeah. all these people. So. Oh, she's okay. So she's basically the um, the the fury. She's the Nick yeah. fury, the fury of, of this of group. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so I dude, mean, she would be great in that. I don't really know what exactly their plan is. I mean, my hope would be an Avengers versus Dark Avengers, which yeah. we I don't know if we'll get that, but I mean that would be awesome. That would be so cool. Yeah, I, I agree, man. She is she is a shining star in this movie, almost to the point where, and we were kind of talking about this as we were leaving the theater, almost to the point where, like, I kind of felt bad for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Like, she Scarlett gets the most screen time, which she should. The, the movie's about her. And yet, I found my, like, the my favorite scenes are the scenes where it's not her as the main. <laughs> like, I, I really liked Elena a lot, and... Uh, Red Guardian always had me laughing. You know, Scarlet is always good, and and that character is 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 so great to watch on screen. But, but like I just felt like she was kind of overshadowed by these other characters. And that's Scarlet Johansson is a phenomenal actress. Like she she deserves to get accolades. But when she's standing next to some of these other people, I I was just like, man, like she is uh, she's kind of being upstaged right now. Um, I was very impressed with with Florence Pugh. 
for yeah, sure. Yeah, I never felt like she was upstaged, but I do commend their bravery in not just making it the Scarlet Johansson show. Because that was the exact yeah. problem with that Fast 9 was when you have one character that this is all revolving around, you want us to care about them so much. And in Vin Diesel's case, maybe his ego is too large to let anybody else in there. Yeah. But it just makes for a better story when you have more full characters all around them. Yeah, I shouldn't have been I shouldn't have been nervous because it's it's Kevin freaking Feige. But like, I, I I was a little nervous going into the movie about it being bored by the story. Like, I mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that a Black Widow, as like you said, <laughs> origin story would really captivate me, and I was worried that maybe because I I didn't even know that there was like a, a character called Drakov in the movie. I I, I literally th- thought it was just gonna be Black Widow versus Tas- Taskmaster, and mm. there's no other side characters, and, and I was just like, boy, that doesn't sound like enough to to really hold me. But but by the end of the film, I was like, okay, they brought in a ton, a huge cast for this. I mean, mm-hmm. for what it is, like six or seven cast members is you know that's pretty significant, and by the end of the film, like. I, I even enjoyed watching the bad guy. Like the, the Drakov character was really cool to me. Like right. his his motivation and just his demeanor kind of almost feels like a, like a kingpin kind of character. So I just yeah I was actually pretty thrilled with how how uh, varied all the cast was across the board. That brings me to my first nitpick though that I was going to mention. Um, boy, Taskmaster is severely underused in this movie. <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe how few scenes she was in. Um, so I don't know anything end. about this character. Otherwise, is this a big villain in the in the comics? Yeah, I I've not seen Taskmaster a lot in in comics that I've read. Um, I have I think I've seen him. It's a guy in in the comics. Mm-hmm. I think for the most yeah. part. Um, and basically his his power his his ability is exactly what you saw on the on the movie screen okay. um, or TV screen <laughs> at home, um, which is that basically he he can just watch someone like cap or hawkeye whatever and just by watching them for a few seconds has all their their abilities okay. like just it's it's um neo in in uh, the major because they're right? really good at viewing other fighting or because they have some kind of ability to yeah i, I don't know i like second. in this movie i didn't get the sense that they were talking superpowers at all but right. like i i think in the I could be wrong. I, our friend Jerry will correct yeah. us. But like, I, I think in the comics, it's a legit superpower. Like that's his ability is like, I know, Kung, I know Kung Fu. Like mm. he just watches somebody doing Kung Fu and then he can he do can it. Absorb yeah. it um, somehow. Yeah. And so th- that makes him really formidable because how do you beat, I thought the movie was going to be a lot about Taskmaster mm-hmm. and like maybe showing us like her backstory more. I mean, more than we got and, and, and giving us this explanation of like, how do you how do you beat someone who literally fights the same way you do like knows all your moves before they come yeah, yeah. and the movie just didn't was not interested in talking about that at all like or I, how can you fight someone who is all of your friends exactly yeah. it's i mean by the end of the movie she's fighting the entire avengers team like she, you know, Taskmaster's got a shield and yeah. Hawkeye arrows, and like, and she's like, okay, she's literally fighting the entire Avengers in one person, and I, and and I thought the movie was really going to dig into, okay, she's got to strategize, she's got to be smarter than the smartest person, like, yeah. she's got to figure it out, and boy, they just were not interested in telling that story whatsoever. So yeah. that was a little disappointing a to me. Point. Again, I love we, we talk about I love that talk about expectations, but I loved how they introduced him, her, it. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, he's got a shield. <laughs> kind of like Captain America. All right, whatever. Maybe they were running <laughs> out of ideas for bad guys. <laughs> and then they brought I, out the arrows, and I went, wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> and then I mean, really? about halfway through, they reveal, oh, yeah, he sees other people's fighting. 
oh man that's a good idea yeah you should <laughs> yeah. do that and you're right i wish she was in there more because it was so fun to watch when the claws come out <laughs> yeah it's so awesome oh, and i wish they had explained it more and maybe some of that ended up on the cutting room floor or something but boy it's um unless you're familiar with that character from the comics which i t- tangentially kind of was I you maybe weren't disappointed, but boy, I I was I saw the potential for like some really cool Something things. More. They they just well, didn't she's do. still going to be out there, right? So maybe they yeah. get into that still. Yeah, she could be uh, she could be part of the Dark Avengers for all yeah. we know. But yeah, she um I, she was cool. But I mean, if you want to be really cynical, the way you'd put it is she's basically just a henchman mm-hmm. for the bad guy. Like yeah. the real bad guy in this movie is not her. It's Drakov, and I was I was actually pretty captivated by Dra- Drakov. I I thought. You know what's really hard to do in these spy movies is to come up, come up with a villain that's not like the mustache twirling. You know, like I'm bad because I'm evil. I'm Doctor Evil, right? And so, like, but so you have to convince the audience that this guy is doing something and actually able to pull it off in like a believable way. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, like, you know, the fact that he can like basically create like drone humans by like controlling their every move. Mm-hmm and you know, these widows that he controls all over the, the planet is, is in the MCU at least is very believable. It's like, okay, well I, I believe that someone could actually do this and then control countries from within, you know, um, kind of espionage kind of, kind of way. And so, yeah, I actually thought that like the premise of that and the mind control was really cool. Uh, and not something that we haven't seen other than winter soldier is something we've not really seen a lot of. Right. So, and it's just like crazy. Like with Drakov, like, I mean, you look at that screen of all the widows he has around the world, and it's just like, oh, oh my this gosh. is way bigger than we ever thought. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I was I I was trying to explain it to Caitlin, um, who doesn't really have much background besides what she sees in the movies, and she's like, "Wait, there's like more widows," and I was like, "Yeah, there's a crap ton of wid- widows," yeah. and she's just that's like, a whole Disney Plus series in itself, just going yeah. around and rescuing all these ladies who are mind controlled yeah Yeah. and i just wonder like um we've learned that marvel doesn't really like misuse lines or anything so i wonder if like going forward any of these widows could be a problem going forward Mm -hmm. yeah for sure the ones that are still under mind control yeah taskmaster is kind of like the the big one like the main main widow obviously being his daughter but but yeah, I mean, there's a widow. I mean, there's a thousand widows out there. So like, I mean, any one of them could be kind of like the masterminds going forward. So that would make a good show. I would watch that. Um, you know, more spy versus spy type of type yeah. of things. I, I, I do want to mention that um, and kind of go into that. I think um, that my favorite MC movies, and this is again not. It's probably not even in my top ten, but it is a, a good movie. I, I think the best. We've talked about this on the show. The best MC movies are the movies that stands on their own is just good storytelling. Like Mm -hmm. take all the Marvel characters out of it and just say, this isn't even a Marvel movie. And if it's a good story and you can follow along and it's got some good action, then I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a good time. So, and then throw in some Marvel characters and then I'm really in. Right. So like it's, it has that for me where like, this is, um, this is an intriguing story. Like I, you know, whether you like the flashback stuff or not, it's like, it's trying to tell you a story about, you know, basically these people that are controlled yes. and how they're getting out, getting out of that world and yes. into the real reality. And right. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I love that aspect of it. Um, 
Okay, let, let's talk about. I, I guess uh, you want to guys want to go. Let's talk about funny stuff. We haven't we haven't really talked about any of the the humor. I think this movie is really funny. Um, it's clearly not going for humor. This is mm-hmm. not a comedy, um, but there is a lot of comedy in the movie, and I think a lot of it comes from um, Alexi. I guess is his name, the Red Guardian. Uh, he's really funny, and then we kind of talked about Yelena as well. I think one of the funniest scenes, as I was kind of looking over my notes, is the scene when they go to the house. Mm-hmm. I think it was, did you say it was like a farmhouse or something? Mm-hmm. Um, it's where they find uh, the, Melina. The pig farm. The <laughs> yeah. The pig, the pig, uh, pig joke. You know, when they, she calls the pig Alexi, and he's like, you named the pig after me? Um, watching him try to get, get that suit on in the <laughs> bathroom and like grunting and groaning the whole time. Uh, it was really funny. Um, let's see. Uh, she tells, I think it's Natasha, like, don't slouch. She's like a mom type of right. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that has to play out the way it, the way you expect. Like, oh, okay, they're family around the table again, and they're going to fight over the same silly yeah. stuff that we all do. <laughs> um, da- Dad is, like, hitting on the mom at one point during the dinner, in front, right in front of the girls. He's like, oh, you know, we should go back to the bedroom. It's <laughs> like, And they were just like, ew. <laughs> right, I've been in jail a long time. I have a lot <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, <energy>. exactly. <laughs> Um, then there's like a, a really kind of they they skip they skip off the comedy just for a little bit and have like a really serious scene with Melina and Natasha and um, Melina is like telling her that like that Drakov had her like real mom like her birth mom killed mm-hmm. and like you know it got got really dark whatever and then they cut to Alexi and Yelena in the other room across the house and he's telling this story about how his dad peed on his it hands means absolutely nothing <laughs> he's like trust me it's going somewhere no it's not <laughs> I, I was dying. I, I was just like, dude, I love this guy so much. He's such he's he's such a an a hat, if I could say it that way. Mm-hmm. But like, I that's great. Like, I, I I we've not had this character in in the MCU very much. Like, he thinks he's all that, right? He talks about, oh, did Cap say anything about me? I took I I, I took Cap down single handedly. You know, like yeah. he thinks he's all that, and he's just a total joke, and everyone knows it, and it's it's great. <laughs> yeah um and then florida Pugh had some some good stuff while she was flying the helicopter i remember yeah and uh yeah it's that's one of the things that the mcu just does better than everybody yeah where there can be big action there can be an emotional core and they still fit humor in and it's not just jokes it's not just a joke that someone exactly. anybody could say it's something that always comes from the character like only that person could have said that and make it work yeah. Because we know who they are and where they're coming from. I was surprised by some, even some of the the physical, com- like the visual comedy in this. Like, it, they're they're getting away. They break them out of prison. They're getting away in this chopper, and the the, the helicopter literally runs out of fuel. Yeah. And it just it just crashes to the ground. Yes. Like, and, and they walk out of it, and they're like, "Oh, I told you we were low on fuel, or whatever." And I was just like, "No, you would never see that in another movie like this. Like, it's." It, it, you're right. MCU does this kind of stuff, and it's it works, man. I I, I bought it. So, um. <laughs> I feel like at this point, MCU can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I feel like that's just kind of what makes it a hit. Because I mean, if you're talking like, I mean, let's say DC would come out with a movie like this, people would just hate on it with the movies that DC has came out with. Yeah. But like Marvel comes out with it, and you're just like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. But then, <laughs> on you look at like a DC movie, and you're just like, 
well, this movie just sucks. <laughs> yeah. See, like, in this movie, talking about characters and stuff like that, there's that guy, I don't even remember his name, there's that, like, handler guy that is, like, a British accent guy that helps Natasha with, like, um, Basically, like, her dealer type guy. Yeah, like, he gets her transportation when she Mm -hmm. needs it and stuff like that. And, like, even though he's only in the movie for, like, six minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not very long. He's he's cool. Like, I, I was just like, I wouldn't mind seeing him again. He's kind of like that happy kind of character where mm-hmm. like, um, like the character named happy, yeah. um, who like, you almost never see him, but when he's on screen, he's like, All you right, get who I he know is about- very quickly in their relationship. And then yeah. they're kind of playful, but he always comes through, but also he can get serious too. when he's like, yeah, this is getting expensive for me. I'm going to have to up this. Ooh, yeah. Oh, wait, this really is just business. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grant, what, what were some of the, uh, big action set pieces that you really enjoyed. Um, you were talking about it's just nonstop action. You're right. Yeah. Um, the scene in the jail, I really enjoyed that one. And especially, I mean, the whole avalanche too. I mean, Dude. I feel like that just adds to the action. I mean, that scene was already intense. They didn't need the avalanche. Yeah. And then she she shoots the RPG. It causes an avalanche. I'm like, this thing just got ratcheted up to 11. Mm-hmm. Like, And like even like Black Widow's... Uh, first fight against taskmaster i mean that's just epic and like even the hand-to-hand combat between yelena and natasha when they first see each other i mean as you on the edge of your seats yeah yeah this is um you mentioned kind of john wick earlier and i'm i'm in agreement with you by the way rig i i don't think that just because she's a girl makes this like a fantastic movie you know i mean I'm, i'm all for um uh, like diversity in characters and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, of course, but, like, but you can't just rely on the fact that, oh, yes, it's going to be great yeah. because she's a girl. Nah, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. Um, but I, I do think that most of the hand-to-hand was actually pretty good in this in this movie. I don't, there wasn't as much of it as I thought there was going to be. Right. Um, especially since Taskmaster is not in it very much. But um, like that scene, the scene with them in the living room, I mean, it was kind of all over the house, I guess, mm-hmm. all, the, all, all over the apartment. It, um, you know, I chalk it up there with a lot, a lot of the other, some of the best action, like fight kind of stuff. Like it's really yeah. frenetic and fast. And, yeah, sure. And it's, it's not shaky cam. It's like, you can see everything they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I was really impressed with, with the way that that looked. So. And like, I wouldn't say like the last fight scene was like over the top, like greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, I mean, it obviously doesn't come anywhere close to like the end fight scene and end game or anything like that. But I mean, throughout the movie, the fighting was pretty nonstop, and um, I, I've definitely missed it. And yeah, does this being the first movie we've seen in a long time from Marvel give it a little boost for me? Sure, maybe. But um, overall, I mean, the action was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Do you guys want to talk about the final uh, that that last sequence? By the way, like um, it's it's almost like an act, like a third act. Like yeah. by the time they they get to the red room, yeah, that was the whole to, third act when they show up. Yeah, upstairs it's there. really long. Like they they were they were we were in the red room building like or whatever helicarrier or whatever you want to call it for like 25, 30 minutes. It's it's a long sequence, um, and I was I was really I was really on board for all of that. Like yeah. I the. I thought some of it was a little cheesy. Like, uh, like of course they have to have some kind of thing where like, you know, 
Black Widow can't attack, you know. Which, I mean, that in itself is pretty genius. Yeah. I the, the, it, it felt it felt like, okay, we have to come up with a reason yeah. why they can just talk and not she just beats the crap out of him in 10 seconds. Um, but I did kind of, like when she smashed her face into the yeah. table, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in. Like, this is cool. Um, yeah. So this is like, he's got like some kind of pheromone. And so she breaks her, her nose so she can't smell it anymore. I was like, that was, okay, a, that was a nitpick for me. Like, okay, you can just break your nose enough. <laughs> with one hit that you can cancel this whole thing out. Yeah. And then I just put it confused. back when you're done. <laughs> yeah. She just like snaps her That's nose very back. Convenient. She's like, okay, I, I, she could have just like now. shoved some stuff up her nose so that she, she obviously knew that was going to be the case. Cause they point to that. That was part of her plan. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you too. It, it did feel a little forced, but, um, although boy, I like that idea that it has to do with her olfactory bulb that he's controlling it was fun yeah, watching her try to stab him and she couldn't do it <laughs> dude it was so great because i mean she's been out of there for a while now so i mean for that to still uh Affect be an her. issue yeah i i think that's pretty cool and s- smart writing yeah that my first because they didn't come out with like how he not in the first few seconds why he was able to do that so i was just like oh no is she still like mind controlled in mm-hmm. some like she act kind of winter soldier kind of you know mm-hmm. act reactivated yeah, that's her. What i thought too and, and then uh and then it's revealed and it's like no it's it's this is fair amount that he exudes or whatever but um but yeah that, that was a cool scene to watch where she was like literally trying so hard just to throw a punch or you know hit him with a knife or whatever and she just couldn't do it um, and then that, that scene, it's really brutal. It reminds me a lot of the Kingpin stuff from, from Netflix, but, um, he's just like wailing on her, just like punch after punch after punch. And he's not like, like in a fair fight, there's no contest, right? Like she's right. just going to take him down in five seconds, but like with her not being able to fight back and literally she's just like making fun of him. Well, she was like, clearly like, egging him on. I was trying to figure out what's, yeah. what's the plan here. Cause there's something else happening yeah so like all she can really do is talk and so she's just like you know like oh you call that a punch or whatever like the whole time he's just beating her up and i was like there's nothing she can do like she, she's just gonna take it basically um so i thought that was kind of cool too um yeah i i, I wasn't like I, I wasn't unexcited for the taskmaster scenes i thought that the action is really cool but um i felt like there was a lot more drama <laughs> with the, the drakov mm, character just because right. Because of every his power in that scene, even though he's not physically he's big, but he's not physically formidable in the sense that he doesn't he's not a combat technician. But but the fact that she couldn't do anything was like it was scary like to watch. I was just like, dude, she's gonna die. Like there's nothing she can do. So, what did you guys think about the the twist on the face mask stuff? Yeah, did that so, get you? It did. I, I didn't see it coming. Um, I, I talked to somebody who did like kind of see it and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I did not I at all. In fact, I loved yeah. that. I love, Oh, we haven't talked about uh, Rachel Weiss yet, but man, she, yeah. Yeah. she might be my favorite of the movie. I just love she's her great. and everything that she's in. But, she's, not uh, in she's not in the movie enough in my opinion. Oh, like, I she, hope that she can come back for something else in the future. Cause that'd be great. I just love her so much, but, uh, she's really, she's really smart. She's the brains of the operation basically. Right. And the farmhouse scene was so dark when she's just like talking about this work that she's doing. that's ruining lives. And yeah. She just writes it off like, Oh, it's, I'm a scientist, blah, 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 blah. And then you find out there's more going on you yeah. know, in her um, past. 
She has to reveal all that. And then she turns on her anyways. Like, hey, <laughs> I called them. They're going to be here any minute. And I yeah. thought, she really is deep into this. <laughs> yeah. She's like the female version of the bad guy. And she really wants to do this too. It like broke my heart so much yeah. that they connected like that. And it was all a sham. Yeah, it's just like... And then it turned was, out it wasn't... Oh, man, I was so yeah. relieved. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I was, see it coming. Yeah. I was sitting there, and I was just like... I mean, she really has, like... You go from where she has, like, no ties to this family, where it seems like this fake family means somewhat to everybody, but then it just looks like, yeah, it didn't mean a single thing to her, where she was just going to offer them up just like that i'm just like yeah i mean this is like a she could go on and be the villain of this movie yeah i right. almost wondered if she was like all the way to the top it seemed like that's where they were going and then the whole mask thing and i mean it took me a little bit to even like understand what was happening yeah and then i'm just like what oh my gosh <laughs> this is I mean, it was it was Mission Impossible, right? Like it right. was it was that kind of a turnaround where you're just like, oh my, right. wasn't expecting it, so it got it did get me, and I was glad that she turned out to be a good guy. <laughs> and that's what I was saying earlier about like this is just a good spy movie. Like you know, put this in the in the MI universe or um, you know just James Bond or whatever, and it's it's a great movie just standing on its own. The, the tricks that they pull on the audience, I think, is really well uh, really well suited. So. Um, yeah, what else? You, what else do you guys want to talk about? Um, we've kind of gone over a lot of the plot stuff. I think my favorite sequence was that was that prison break as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how about Red Guardian and just taking on everybody and like an arm wrestling? Okay, the arm wrestling scene, <laughs> guys. Did you see his arm? He yeah, that, broke yeah. that guy's arm in half. <laughs> Yeah, he snapped it, man. Oh, that was brutal. There's, there's actually you're talking about the brutality or, or like the violence in this movie. This is a violent film. Like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff where I was just like, oh my, like I can't believe they just did that in, a, in an MCU movie. But yeah, it's it's not like bloody. Like people aren't like gushing blood out of their side or something like that. But it's it's brutal. Like the, some of the stuff that they do to each other. So it wasn't even until that moment that I realized he was a super soldier. Yeah, because they they just hint at it in that opening scene when he lifts a truck and I'm like, oh okay, completely forgot about it until that moment when he that dude walks up to arm wrestle him and you're like, okay, <laughs> what's gonna happen here? He obviously has no contest. Well, and then he's oh, like, oh, that's right. <laughs> and then he's like scaling that tower, like as when he gets out outside of the building and is like trying to climb up to where the helicopter is hovering, where Yelena is like keeping the helicopter steady mm-hmm. and, sh- and they're like, climb, climb. And he's like, just like scaling up the side of the movie or side of the, uh, the tower. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought that was really cool. They're like, you're a super soldier. Get up here. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about just like how hard hitting some of the, the text is like the writing of it. So there's, there's one, one moment which where I was like, dude, that's brilliant writing because it, it brought in both like it, it spoke to Alexi's character and Elena's character, but also to like the bigger, the story as a, as a whole I'm talking about the scene when they're in the helicopters right after that scene, right after the prison break, they're flying through whatever. And she's, you know, being kind of, kind of witchy to him. And um, he says, Oh, is it that time of time of the month? And she's like, she's like, you know, Hey, you dip, 
blank. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have, um, I don't have ovaries. Like they did a hysterectomy on me. Like that's and what they she do. She describes like, everything that happened to her. Yeah. She's like, they rip it out. They, they gut me, you know, pulled everything out. I was like, dude, like I, this movie I, I went know. real dark. Okay. Female mutilation. Yeah. Child soldiers. And yeah. basically really dark, basically human trafficking from yeah. young girls in the opening credit sequence. Yeah. And they even don't correct me if I'm wrong. They don't, at some point, don't they talk about like how they target these girls like yeah they, identi- are, they identify orphans which or who are vulnerable yeah uh obviously there's no sex trade happening in this movie it's yeah it's uh super soldiers or assassins but it's basically the same thing it is and it i was like this is the darkest re- mcu movie ever right yeah even if it's not yeah, the it best got, this is the darkest yeah it got really dark and i i i kind of dug it like i was just like okay this is like the cd underbelly of this massive worldwide criminal organization that just does, there's no boundaries. There's no, there's no rules. You just do whatever you want. It would have been, it would have been very easy to make this uh, in bad taste. I think somehow they pulled it off and made this a fun superhero movie, despite all that stuff being in there. Like early, the opening credits was a dark, like creepy version of smells like teen spirit to (laughs) what looked like, documentary footage of like real people being kidnapped and trained as children <laughs> you know yeah. the murder like, yeah whoa what are we getting into here because it does not feel <laughs> fun at all it feels heavy yeah and when they yeah you're right when they get to that scene in the helicopter when she's describing what they did to her like in in a joking fashion that yeah. was really shocked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just went really serious there. I was like, "Whoa, that that hit hard." Um, so we'll talk about the last couple things that we see in the movie, I guess, um, before we kind of wrap wrap up the discussion. But um, I loved the the power scene of um, Elena actually gets to take down Drakov. So like, you know, we skipped over some of the stuff. Like eventually, you know, she smashes her own head, Natasha smashes her own head um, and like knocks him out. But then I guess he comes to and he gets out and he jumps into that chopper. It's like, or it's like a plane. It's like a, uh, it kind of looks like the Avengers yeah. plane and they're starting to take off and get, he's going to get away. And she jumps up onto, on top of the, the plane and takes that bow staff or whatever and like jams it into the engine. Yeah. And she, of course she goes flying, but it destroys the plane with, with a uh, Dracov in it. So I'm he's like, dead, a, right? Awesome here. That uh, whole plane got, explodes. I mean, okay. Think I was so. a little they, unsure in that moment if we saw that plane like really explode to smithereens yeah i was looking for it because i was like i wonder if they're going to show actually him like dying Mm -hmm. and it and there is a mo there's a few frames where you see like the the inside of the cockpit or whatever like going up in flames and the flames actually engulfs his body like he he goes like the flames actually like take over his his body but is so, anybody but we never saw actually, that actually yeah really dead yeah in well the i mean MCU. That, the key the person in this movie being the daughter right like yeah. you, you see her basically getting blown up by natasha in the middle of the film and is she's gonna be the new survives. taskmaster <laughs> yeah so but then she goes flying and she's like falling through the air down to earth and Natasha jumps out and dives after her. But then as she's like saving Yelena, um, she gets a 
um, parachute, I think, on Yelena. She goes mm-hmm. to safety. But then, like, Taskmaster, like, immediately comes in. And they're, like, fighting in the air, like, punching each other. It's, like, some Spider-Man stuff. And they're, like, jumping and bouncing off of debris as it's, like, flying. I'm like, dude, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they get down to the earth, and it's, like, still not over. Like, they land on the on the ground, and they keep fighting mm-hmm. each other. I'm like, dude, this is amazing. So I, I loved all that whole sequence. Um, it's just really, really good action. So... Uh, nice. Um, you guys want to talk about the? We guys, we, obviously, we have to talk about the post credits. It's it's really short, but um, I think this was one of the better ones that they've done. All of the post credit scenes are just teasers. I, you're not right. going to get a ton of right. information. But uh, um, I kept I completely forgot that it was a big story that this was supposed to come out before Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, and yeah. that oh the cameo there would have made more sense if you had watched this one first. Yeah, and I don't know about that. <laughs> it was I, so I was small. Okay. I was okay with it in in either direction, yeah, yeah. honestly. Um, I thought she funny. was. I thought they were building it up like, oh, she's going to be a character in this movie. Yeah, I, I said the exact same thing to Grant. We so the credits start rolling, right? And we're like, okay, we have to obviously stick around and wait for the post credit scene. As we're watching credits scroll up the screen, I, I turned to Grant and I was like, wasn't Julia Louis Dreyfus supposed to be in this film? Right. <laughs> and and then Grant's like. I bet you. I bet you were about to see her, and he was right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, if from the post-credit scene, I feel like it, we're made to believe that Elena's been working with her or for her for a while now. Right. Where um, uh. John Walker's was kind of like a recruitment, but it feels like oh. Elena's been working with her for a little while. Yeah, maybe years because this. I mean, her death comes years after yeah. Civil War. So, so yeah, you could um, be right about that. Um, it is one of the least cinematic things to be able to do to show a picture to someone on an iPad. Yeah, <laughs> like here's the reveal. Look at my screen right here. <laughs> that did not work for me. You just hold on this image of an iPad of Jeremy Renner. Give her yeah. some file to go through and flip through some papers or, yeah. I don't know, something other than just show my cell phone to somebody. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, here's my question. Do, do do they pay this off? Do we do we actually see... I mean, this this movie should have come out a couple of years ago. So, like, yeah. maybe the time to pay this off is, is done. I don't know. She She's already in... I went through IMDb. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. She is uh, supposed to be in Hawkeye. Oh, in the Hawkeye show? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I didn't know that until about an hour ago. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like every episode, too. So they had to release this movie before the Hawkeye show. Oh, yeah, for sure. Otherwise, you'd be like, we got to get this out. Who is this girl? (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool. It was definitely worth waiting for. I mean, you know, wait for five or six minutes of credits and then and then see that scene. So I was just waiting. I kept waiting for this Valentina character to come back from the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, show, and we didn't get her get her in the actual movie. So I was like, she's got to show up at some point. Right. Um. All right, you guys got anything else? I got some quick fire points for you. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, let's see. Love that we find out. Natasha is into coloring her hair by the age of 10. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as they showed her, I was like, oh, girl with blue hair. She's 10 years old. That's obviously her. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I didn't know who was who. I, I thought for a while there, I thought maybe the younger 
girl, the the younger sister, what ended up being Yelena, I thought was actually maybe um, Natasha. Oh, oh no, I knew right yeah. away. I was like, oh, well, that explains <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that opening scene, I liked that opening scene a lot too. We didn't really talk about it. But oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. They're I, on it's the runway. Uh, David Harbour's on the, the wing of the airplane with a rifle going Shooting at a cops. speed about about to take off and shoots a tire <laughs> off of another moving car. Yeah. How hard would that be? I know. He's like, he's in that scene, he's portrayed as like this super spy. Like he's so talented. Um, and he's got, obviously he can decide what accent he wants to put on. Yeah. Because he was American there and then he became Russian again once he was back home. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, William Hurt makes an appearance in this one, guys. Who? Who's that? Uh, Ross. Is it General Ross at the beginning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. I love the stuff when they bring in non-superheroes yeah, to totally cross over between things because it makes it feel like, oh, there's a whole government political world happening. Yeah, that she's we, been, you know, like in early the in the movie, she's being hunted. Like they're, they're trying to find her for like um, violation of the Sokovian Accords or something like that. Right, exactly. Because everyone else is in jail. Yeah. And uh, I just like when they bring people in like that. Especially when they're um, like veteran actors who do not need to be in an MCU movie yet. Here they yeah. are, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that was cool. Um, let's see. Natasha was in that uh, trailer where she was going to hide out uh-huh. for about four hours before they found her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, and maybe that she needs to hire a new guy because yeah. it's not working. Everywhere she goes. Taskmaster shows up like immediately. She didn't even well, spend a the night there. The the same thing happens when she gets to Yelena's apartment. Within they fifteen this, minutes, they, he's yeah, coming through the ceiling. On. And then they go to the that f- farmhouse and they get descended on. It's oh like, my dude, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> There's never a moment for them to rest here. Uh, let's see. Oh, I liked that. Um, we finally have at least enough for me of what happened in Budapest with Hawkeye. I, I believe it's pr- pronounced Budapest. 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 <laughs> Budapest. Because uh, they always tease that, right? Like, this is just like Budapest. <laughs> and we always wondered what it was, but now we finally know. At least enough. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Because that was teased in multiple movies. Yeah. Something yeah. happened, and now. Um, so that's fun. Uh, let's see what else I got here. We didn't really talk about the the motorcycle chase slash car chase. Like get off the motorcycle, jump in a car, keep going, and then um, and they're kind of fighting as they go, like with each other, bickering. Yeah, and then yeah, she's commenting on her driving and all that, and then and then uh, Taskmaster shoots that that Hawkeye style arrow like underneath the car and blows. That was in the trailer, but like it blows up their car. And yeah, stuff that's like that. great. Love all that stuff. Um, all right, that might be all I had. <laughs> yeah there's a lot in this film like i like i mentioned that i was my fear was that i would not be entertained the entire film that mm-hmm. there would be some lulls and stuff like that and i there weren't a lot i you know i i kind of agree with you that i think the flashback stuff is can get kind of boring sometimes but um I, for the most part i was kind of edge of my seat for a lot of it when i wasn't fearing for the character's survival i was laughing at you know some of the you know, humor that they mm-hmm. threw out there. It was, it kept me interested the entire, the entire film. The movie's more over two hours long. Yeah. And yeah. It, I, for me, it just sailed through. So. 
Um, yeah. I got one more thought for you guys if we're going to wrap yeah, up yeah. on talking about this. Is it weird going from the Loki universe in the middle of that series over to this and knowing you're going to go back to Loki magic multi-timelines yes. oh, yeah, and knowing sure. it all takes place in the same universe like this is all connected yeah it's it's bad timing for sure it oh, was yeah. so weird to me that like last night i watched this crazy thing where oh i'm not gonna spoil that episode of loki <laughs> uh you know where they are and there's like magic and shape-shifting and different dimensions and all these things time travel and then we come over to here and it's just like traveling around the world with guns yeah and helicopters. yeah they, <laughs> as far as um uh, I can't think of the right word, but tone or, or whatever it's, it, you couldn't pick two properties Different. more dis, distant right. from each other. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, in the grand scheme of where Marvel's heading, I feel like this is another bad timing for black widow because this one has nothing to do with multiverse right. where, and Loki has everything to do with multiverse and that's where Marvel's headed. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's the biggest you know the biggest offender there is this would have fit right in after Civil War because that's more what they yeah. were doing. Yeah, and it just doesn't anymore. Yeah, it's it's, a shame. it's it's one of those it's one of those things. It's not their fault that the entire world broke out in COVID. Like, you know, it's just like okay, well, we got to deal with it now. But I, I'm remembering back to a conversation that Grant, you and I had about a year ago, maybe mm-hmm. maybe more than a year ago, where we were talking about why did they keep pushing this movie back? Like yeah. we were like, okay, so it was supposed to be two years ago and then it was November and then they pushed it back another six months and then another six and then another. it's like, it got pushed back like four or five times. We're like, just release it, just put it mm-hmm. on Disney plus. And now that I've seen it, I was like, okay, I do understand why they pushed it back and they Toys wanted people to see theaters. it in theaters. Yeah. yeah. yeah Cause it, it is a very big, loud bombastic film, mm-hmm. but boy, the timing of it is just terrible. It's and, terrible. And I'm not sure. Like, even if it does release on time, I'm still not sure I'm okay with when they released it. Yeah. Well, they, it was supposed to be earlier this year, wasn't it, May? I, I know that's only a couple months, but... Yeah, it was supposed to be... I mean, it was going to be... I don't even know what came before it. Yeah, it was early May. I think May 4th or 8th or something. Is this the one that was, came after Ant-Man and the Wasp? Oh, or, yeah. No, I mean, this this movie was supposed to come out, I think, shortly after Endgame. Like yeah. the, I mean, it was supposed to be post-Endgame, for sure, but but before, like, WandaVision and yeah. all this other stuff that we're getting, and, boy, it just seems, like, what Rick was saying, like, it's totally, it's just, it's out of nowhere, yeah. like, mm-hmm. compared to what, what everything that they're doing. Honestly, I think May would have been the best time. Um, if they had to do it post WandaVision and post Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I would have loved to have seen this come out even before Falcon, yeah. but if you have to release it in this year, I think you, you do what you, they originally intended, which was in between you're coming off of Falcon and winter soldier, which is kind of a spy kind of show. Um, and, um, you know, subversion and government stuff, then release this movie, then go Loki. But they felt like they weren't going to get enough, a big enough audience. Uh, it was too close to COVID. Yeah. And they have to, they have to have time to ramp up their, their, uh, marketing. Which yeah. It takes months and months, you know, to plan. And then yeah. when you're that far out, you don't even know if theaters were going to be open. Yeah. So you have to put it late enough that you know you're not going to be risking all this marketing money again. 
Yeah, I just I keep coming back to the word just unfortunate. It's yeah. it, you know it's, they literally couldn't have done it any other way, and I, I get that, but right. uh, it just sucks. Well, I, when I, you I go feel, back and watch the entire MCU again, this will fit right in <laughs> after yeah, Civil War. I, I think you, you watch Civil War like if you're gonna do a rewatch of all the movies, you're yeah. one of the crazy crazies that watches like forty hours straight. I think you watch Civil War and then immediately watch this movie. Yeah, um, I think it'll be great. Yeah, and, I mean that's where it's gonna like whenever you read those articles about which way or what movies you need to watch and in what order. Yeah. I mean, it's going to fall right there. Oh, for sure. But I mean, I feel like the word that we've used to describe this is unfortunate. And yeah. I mean, cause I mean, there's really only one other standalone women or woman movie in the MCU currently. And that's Captain Marvel. And I feel like Captain Marvel blows this movie out of the water. I really liked Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for Miss Marvel. I keep I keep mentioning that, but I, I just love that character from the comics so much. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see. But yeah, it's boy. I, I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson and the cast, uh, the rest of the cast and the crew that made this film. Like they clearly yeah. wanted this movie to come out a long time ago. So and I mean, I would say it's probably safe to say that it's probably one of if not the last time we'll see scarlett johansson yeah as black widow yeah yeah i maybe in a flashback of some movie or something yeah. where she's in the background but yeah i i think she's probably done so which i i mean again i, I said this earlier you know it sounds like i'm like not 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 emotional or nostalgic for people in yeah. this in this universe but like i just i, I want to see yelena next time you were also cheering when <laughs> yeah. black widow met yes. her demise yes. but i mean finally I mean, she's been around since Iron Man 2 as well. So yeah. she's been there since the beginning. She was in the Hulk movie. Like, yeah. You know, so, so yeah, she's been around a long time. So it's, I feel like it's kind of the age where we're going to start seeing these Avengers that we've grown to love kind of exit stage right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, let's go into what else are you watching on Disney Plus? Um, I already kind of teased the guys. I don't. I don't really have anything. Uh, we just recorded four days ago, and I talked about monsters at work and yeah. the good, the Barton, the Loki, and <laughs> stuff like that. But um, I, I haven't watched anything other than Black Widow. Um, Rick, you've not been on the program for a while, so you could you could really uh, talk yeah. about a lot of stuff. I was never but, really a Simpsons fan, but I did watch that Loki short. It's it's um, short enough that you can jump into it. Yeah, it opened enough of a box that I went back and watched all those Simpsons shorts. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which are all so good, man. The, it's amazing how much content they cram. They in fit in. That's exactly what I was going to say. You almost have to watch all of those two or three times because yeah. there's four jokes on screen at any given moment. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I watched that Loki one twice and paused a couple times just so I could see. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was great. If, if you haven't watched those uh, Simpsons shorts, those are fun. Uh, I just watched the two incredible movies, which for some reason were a blind spot for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Those were fun. I'm interested to know which one you liked more, or maybe they're equal for oh, you. Oh, I liked the second one way more. See, I did too, and uh, that's not a popular opinion. I, I, I've talked to many, many people that like the first one better. Um, but I, I do like the second one better. The second one's really good. Yeah. I just and thought I it feel had more like, of a dimension going on between yeah, the two yeah. adults. I, I felt the theme, the themes and the, like, you know, what you wanted to get out of the film and like, you know, takeaways and stuff like that. I thought it, I thought it was way better than the first one, but, um, but also in that first one, I feel like 
what's actually going on is really telegraphed pretty early. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this the second one kind of had me guessing a little bit longer. Yeah. There's um, a, yeah, there's a big reveal towards the end and yeah. And then it was uh quite a jump in animation. Oh yeah. When you yeah, watch that first for sure. one and you're kind of into it and then whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what 2018 <laughs> looked like. <laughs> yeah, isn't there like 17 or 18 years or something like that? Or 14 uh, years. I don't and, think it's yeah, I think it's like 15 years. At 15 least years 10, in between. Not longer. Yeah, 15 years is that's a big jump. <laughs> um so those are pretty good. Uh and then uh what else oh yeah bad batch of course every week that's fun you guys will probably talk about that one when it's all wrapped up i guess yeah i think we'll probably have jake back on because he's he's like the star wars super super nerd in our lives but um i'd like to have him on when the finale wraps which i think we're still five weeks out on that but (laughs) yeah there's a um, lot of it's a long show I'm glad. Um, I've not seen. I've not seen uh, the episode that aired a couple days ago as we're as we're recording this. But um, uh, a lot of the the middle episodes are. I don't want to say filler. That's that's like that's kind of offensive. I think for a lot of people. But it's uh, it's definitely not moving the main story as much as I would like to see in the middle episodes. That said, every episode of the Bad Batch has been incredible. <laughs> like I, I'm I'm really enjoying. Um, just all the char- characters that you know and love from Star Wars being, you know, wrapped into the story. It's it's been it's been really fun to watch. Um, and then I know you guys already talked about it, but uh, I finished that Mighty Ducks when you guys did. Oh yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Uh, overall, I really liked it. I mm. felt like I missed the six to seven to eight episode seasons instead of I think that one was ten, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like there was a couple in there that were less interesting yeah yeah but uh overall it was so fun i loved seeing everyone come back i love that last episode the last game you know there wasn't a lot of hockey in this in the whole thing mm-hmm. I, I thought so too yeah, yeah. and I, I was kind of sad about that too maybe they'll do more in season two i i i think that's probably a critique that a lot of people have and yeah. i almost wonder if they bring in some more hockey in the second one that's one of the really like energizing things about those movies where the hockey, the hockey was so good and I don't even really Mm -hmm. watch hockey. Most of what I know about hockey is from the mighty ducks franchise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't like, if you don't like watching real hockey, NHL hockey, you can watch those movies and be like, well, hockey's pretty exciting. It's so dynamic (laughs) and just what they capture. And even though they're kids, it still feels so real and exciting. And there just wasn't enough of that in the show, I didn't think. Mm-hmm. But I also understand yeah. that stuff's real hard to shoot. Oh, yeah. It takes for a lot sure. of time. I mean, it's basically action sequences. Yeah. From these kind of movies. But, uh, that's all. Cool. There's a lot to watch on, on oh, Z yeah. Plus, for sure. For sure. And there's a lot more coming. Like, I, I look at the slate of stuff that's coming over the next couple months and What If and all the other stuff. I mean, Monsters at Work is not a show that I'm loving, but I'm going to watch every episode. Like there's yeah. just a lot mm-hmm. to watch. Um, so that's actually a good segue into our final segment, which is what's coming up on Disney plus. So, um, we, we got to talk about Wednesdays and Fridays. Now that was kind of one of our big news stories last week or uh, this last episode was they're releasing a, a bunch of new stuff on Wednesdays now. So, uh, this is for Wednesday, July 14th and Friday, July 16th. I'll, I'll do the Wednesday stuff first. Uh, Loki episode six, the finale. I cannot freaking wait, bring it on put it in my veins right now i want to watch it uh three days uh from this recording we get to finally watch that um or four yeah 
um, Monsters at Work episode three. Um, I'm going to keep watching that show. I, I'll see it through. I, it's it's um, it. It's not like a super captivating story, but I will. It's in the Monsters Inc. universe, so I have to watch it. So, um, uh, Disney Junior Minis Bowtoons Party Palace Pals. I've never heard of this, but that's another show for uh, my four year old. <laughs> she will love that. And that's pretty much it for this Wednesday. I think they're they're planning on doing some bigger like. Uh, more varied releases on Wednesdays in the coming up. They're still kind of ramping up to Wednesdays right now. So that's pretty much all there is for this week. Uh, And then on Friday, um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two, episode 10, which is not the finale, right? They're doing 12 episodes? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I've not seen this week's episode, but uh, as I mentioned on our last episode of the podcast, that show is getting slightly better. So uh, maybe give it a chance. Um, the Mysterious Benedict Society, Episode 5. That show continues. Uh, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, ep- Episode 12. So, yeah, I guess in another another month, uh, four and a half weeks or so, we'll probably have Jake on to help us talk about the finale. Uh, they're doing more shark attack, shark stuff. Uh, there we, we go. <laughs> we talked about it on the last episode. They're, like the whole month of July, they're just doing a bunch of shark week um, kind of stuff. That it's like shark month at Disney+. Plus. So, uh, shark attack investigation, the Paige Winter story. Uh, is coming out on Friday. Uh, the Croc That Ate Jaws. I got to read this one just because I'm interested in the title. From mysterious severed heads and ambush attacks to mob hunts and standoffs, what happens when two of the deadliest predators on the planet go head to head? It's a croc versus a shark. That sounds like um, that sounds like uh, something from the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> it sounds like um, Sharknado. Sharknado or... <laughs> Didn't uh, didn't Anaconda fight Lake Placid? <laughs> at one point? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's the Titan, the two Titans, uh, King Kong and <laughs> Godzilla coming together. Uh, Shark Gangs. Um, this boy that probably looks that looks to me like a National Geographic. <laughs> you can tell I don't look a lot of this stuff up before we do it. Uh, Shark Attack Files um, is I guess a series um, talking about um, when sharks attack, basically. Uh, world's most dangerous shark. I told you there's a lot of shark stuff, and uh, Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted, Smoky Mountains. We, um, our guest on the show this last episode, Shane Kennard, uh, said that the Gordon Ramsay stuff is actually pretty cool. Like it's he actually he's watched a couple of them and he says that they're um, they're pretty neat. I'm um, just watching, um, you know, this guy going to like areas that maybe you've never been to before, trying local cuisine and just kind of you know figuring out what the what it's like. So. And then the final release for Friday, they have to release kind of an older movie just about every week. Uh, this week's movie is We Bought a Zoo. Um, is that a Matt Damon gig? It is. Have you seen that movie? No. But yeah, my I've wife seen that has. one. Okay. It's like it's a, Scarlett Johansson. It's like a nice Scarlett Johansson's in it. family heartwarming story. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Matt Damon, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Ellie, Ellie Fanning, I'm, I'm thinking is her name. Oh, yeah. Dakota um, Fanning's sister. sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, came out about 10 years ago, uh, if you can believe that. So. I believe it's um, based on a true story. Okay. It I got, so. it's getting, I mean, on, on IMDb, it's a 7, 1 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's actually a pretty, pretty well-reviewed movie. So, uh, if you've not seen that, or maybe if you have, uh, check that one out on Friday. And that is it for the releases this week. Uh, Rick Ives, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Yeah, it's been a pleasure every time. (laughs) We will uh, have you come on as often as you 
are able to. I know you get really busy, and this is a hiatus time, so we were, we wanted to make sure we nabbed you, uh, you know, during this while we could uh, during <laughs> this time period. So, yeah, I'll be in touch next time I have a little break because I love coming on and talking about something. We're going to talk yeah. about an old movie next time. Absolutely, a Rocketeer <laughs> too. No, <laughs> yeah, we will never watch anything Rocketeer. What what did you tell me about the Rocketeer? They're they're talking about maybe they're making a second Rocketeer movie. That's insane. Yeah, I think that was announced. That's crazy. And it's in the works. It's, well, I guess it's it's isn't it exactly thirty years? Or Didn't Rocketeer or come a out ninety one? Maybe something like that. Yeah, I feel like ninety one was the original, so that's probably why they're talking about it. It's the thirty year anniversary. Um, Rick, is, is there any like a website? Um, I know you have like a, your own website and stuff like that. Anything you want to point our listeners to if they want to learn more about what, what you do? Oh, dude. So I didn't really talk to you about this yet, but I just shot my own movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, talk a couple about weeks that. Ago. So I can send people the Facebook page and the Instagram. Okay. So, send, me, send me links. I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so so people can just click on uh, it. You might remember I do editing too on the side. So yeah. I like to edit features and stuff. But uh, the, the company that I had been editing for, we've done three or four features together. I pitched them this story. I wrote the script. They said, let's do it. So we shot a kind of low-budget indie feature. It's a, not a Disney movie, <laughs> but it's a bank heist. It's real exciting. Hopefully it comes out in, in a year or so. Um, but it's called Solid Rock Trust. Okay. So cool. you can look that up on Facebook or on Instagram. And there's some uh, not a whole bunch on there yet because we just finished shooting like two weeks ago so i'm working in post on it now wow that's but, cool but uh yeah i hope you guys interested in checking that out when i when i finally have it ready cool yeah um all right like did you i'm assuming you've shot it around atlanta like where, where you're yeah at. we were we were gonna shoot it last year in california and then obviously everything happened shut that down um yeah. and then at the beginning of this year i just decided let's just do it out here there's no reason we can't and yeah. I ended up finding locations in the town that I live in to kind of double for a bigger city because I'm not, I don't live in the biggest city. I'm in a suburb. Yeah. Um, it's a single location movie, so we didn't have to go very far anyways, but the whole idea is she's, uh, she's robbing a bank. Um, she's orchestrating the whole thing from another location. So her team is inside the bank. Oh, and wow. she's playing different characters depending on who she's talking to. So she's got accents and languages, and none wow. of them know they're talking to her. Uh, and then everything that goes happens in a bank heist movie still happens, right? So you got cops are called, double crossings, and gunfire, and all these things happening. But it sort of plays out like a radio play where you just hear most of it. And yeah. then she's controlling it all. I uh, found the IMDb, IMDb page. It looks like the main character is played by Coco Marshall. Oh, yeah, Coco. Is she pretty pretty amazing? Uh, I, can, I don't want to give too much away, but every, oh, yeah, yeah. every person on set came up to me at least at some point and said, you got somebody really good here. And I said, yeah, cool. I know. I lucked in because, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. This did not That's have the budget cool. to get a Scarlett Johansson or anything like that. Right. <laughs> um, not but I got really lucky for finding somebody who was up for anything I asked her to do. And we shot in a really hot room for three weeks yeah. uh, with not a lot of AC. And she had a lot of dialogue because it's almost just her for the entire movie. Yeah. Um, but it went really well. I'm happy with it. I can't wait to show you guys something. Cool. I, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Um, how, how will you be able to watch it? Uh, is, you know? That is something that I'm going to try to figure out over the next year. Okay. We're going to try to do yeah, festivals. Um, if that's the case, the earliest it'll be out is next you know, spring. 
Yeah. Definitely okay. definitely keep it posted on that. That that sounds great. But yeah. So that'll be uh, fun. Written and directed by Rick Ives. Yeah, that's right. And that's edited awesome. and produced. I did this. This is my, <laughs> this is my baby. <laughs> One man show. <laughs> so it wasn't that's just me. We had a crew and everything, but I was definitely behind it all and my wife. So cool. That's, that's very awesome. Exciting. Yeah, thank you. We can't wait to see it. I, so I will definitely, definitely be have watching to come that. back when that's available for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, the the one time we'll talk about a non Disney Plus <laughs> release will be when we it have could be a, it could be a half that. half half show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I would love to watch it. Um, yeah, definitely let us know how we can check that out. All right. But other than um, that, thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah, this was so fun. We'll we'll do it again soon. Um, Sorry if this went did. really long. No, dude. <laughs> this is like one of the funnest conversations I've had about Marvel in a while. Yeah, Grant and I love talking to other people about this stuff. So, um, yeah, we've kind of got to the point where we already know what the other person <laughs> is going to say oh, about right. it. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so especially when you watch you them is, all together. Yeah. <laughs> so to have you on is just great. Yeah, and your insight about. Produ- like the production side of, of movie making is something we don't we don't have any yeah. knowledge of so yeah, yeah. nice well it's, glad it's it came out <laughs> uh well thanks for listening to the show uh let us know if you um have something that you want to talk about on the podcast you can send us an email some review that you've on something that you've watched on disney plus or if there's something that you want us to watch and talk about we'd love to hear from you as well uh the way you do that is you email Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. That's P-L-U-S all spelled out. Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. Uh, next week, we're going to keep it simple and center on just the finale of Loki. Uh, so we'll get to some like, you know, I, I, I miss the days of like us reviewing, like finding like old gems and stuff like that and reviewing old movies. But when it, obviously when it comes to the Loki finale, there's going to be a ton to talk about. It's going to take a, a full episode. So we're going to do just the Loki finale on the next episode. And then after that, I think we've got a little bit of a lull, so to speak, uh, throughout the rest of July, basically until What If comes in and maybe even during What If, depending on how long those episodes are, we'll have a lot of time to, to visit other content on Disney Plus, which I'm excited about that. So Uh, We will talk to you some more next time on the next episode, which will be Loki Finale.